in the college town of Isla Vista, California. We find a jaded BMW driver. Disgusted by love and life around him. Elliot, really, bruh? can hear you what are you trying to do i'm trying to be monotone very but that's you whispering that's not i'm not listen (laughs) you can can, can i can't do it like you and project at the same time well you're totally a gift you're very good at projecting i'm blessed am i am i better anyways this is d yeah sure this is charnel and uh welcome back to what did you do it's episode 11 and uh this is a this is gonna be <laughs> I can't help it. Well, I get excited for good cases, and this is an amazing case. I, I personally, I don't want to say I love this person, but I enjoy this person. I've been following this case for a long time. Um, following it like it didn't end, but it's. Uh, <laughs> but I remember when it happened. I was super into it because I don't know. There's there's aspects of this, but it doesn't matter. We'll get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, how you been? You been good? I've been good. I've been great. Doing great things. Getting ready for vacation. I'm jealous. I wish I was going to sunny Orlando, Florida. Yes, I am. Um, I wish I can go visit Mickey and all them hoes as well. I'm so. here for Harry Potter. I've oh, been loving. That's right. You're going to like Universal. Yes, I'm living for Hogwarts right now. The new game. I'm a Gryffindor, so here it is. There is a new game. Yes, I've been playing. I it. saw everyone. I was, I was wondering. Well, I was like, why does everybody look I like? Just, this? Yes, it I looks like everyone's playing Harry Potter and PS2. And I was like, what is these graphics? <laughs> I have no time for any of this. It's a mobile game. You'll get into it. I mean, is it like over a gig? Because I've got like 500 megabytes left and I plan on yeah, using it for room. an audio book. Room. But I have like Mortal Kombat and that. I get all my... <sighs> no, I have a lot I'm gonna of I'm going to purchase Mortal Kombat for my PS4. <sighs> I love it on my phone. But I'm great. Thanks for asking. Um, I... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you. What's going on with you? Not too much. Um, staying alive. Um, you know, work in school, that kind of thing, but still here, you know, mm-hmm. still making it work. Yep. Um, as they say in AA, not that I've been there, but it works if you work it. <laughs> Let's add an E instead of an I... O. So it works if you work at, like it's, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to, what did you do, queer bar? This is, <laughs> right. I'm D, I'm your performer for the night. Like that's who you are in my that's head. That's me. Oh, okay. That's your voice. Like I'm here. I'm here to deliver all the goods to you. Um, welcome back. I didn't know I drinks was going to get a voice. specials at $3 for well drinks. Don't try to get the good shit. There's no blowing the bartenders for free drinks. We stopped that in 2015. Uh, that's how you feel. That's your voice in my head. Oh, that's great. Like, why didn't you come to our bar? You know? There's your monotone. Like, this is, <laughs> this is, this is the Supreme Bar. Yes, I'm recording I don't understand. Right now. I figured you were. But this is... Welcome back. I love this People show. need to see... Like, people love the voices, but to see your face people while you're doing it... People have to understand how lost I get in these things. Yes. Uh, yeah. And because I commit. And, yes. <laughs> and uh, so shout out to Andrea, who was like, I want to hear more Dean Sessions. I'm like, girl, if I go there, I might not come back. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty showing sure, people how deep it gets. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have some kind of psychotic break. Uh, but since I'm shouting some folks out before we get started, I want to give a shout out to, yeah, Andrea, you're the hey, best. Andrea, girl. She's so much. I appreciate you on the timelines. Uh, Jana, Jana, I might be pronouncing your name wrong. Jana, Jana, we're going to do it wrong, but hey, girl. J-A-N-A. Thanks for loving us. 
Um, I'm so, hey also girl. the Pretty Lit Podcast, who's been who's been out there listening to us. We like you guys too. You girls are great. You guys are Lily Fi Titty. Yay! What? These are D's shout outs. Oh. Lily Fi Titty is what I said. Oh, I was like five titties. <laughs> five titty. Oh, I was like, who <laughs> has five titties? These. I mean, they should count for five. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, if I had to have titties, I wouldn't want those. It's like, this seems like a burden. No, they're, they're not. People don't know how to handle big titties. I love mine. I mean, enjoy them until you have them back problems. When you're over here bent forward. I've never, do your squats. Do your back exercises. You're going to be bent forward. You'll be out here looking like a turned over capital L. And I'm gonna I be thought like, by now I was going to get them reduced and lifted, but nah. Nah, but Hello. since we're talking about that, um, <laughs> last shout out, shout out to Lola. Uh, hey, Lola. Uh, hey, she's girl. a teacher. She listens. I like you, girl. She's, I'm sorry you got to teach some of them bad kids sometimes. Right. Um, but I'm okay. I'm working. Um, I've been traumatized by Avengers Infinity War. If you guys haven't seen it yet, go see it. Go see it. Waiting for Disney to see it. And I'm excited. I mean, that's fine. You can continue to wait, but just know you're just putting off. I can't like, listen to any podcast, read any timeline. Don't listen to anything I write. No, I, I say, and what about your friends this week? I'm not listening. It will be spoiler free because I'm not that person. And because everyone looks at me and like, I'm a huge comic book fan. So I, of course I saw it Thursday night, the earliest showing I possibly could. Yes, I saw your. And everyone Insta. looks at me and I said, oh my God. I just, I Facebooked. I said, Avengers Infinity War is definitely a spectacle. Damn. Everyone's comments. Don't say shit. Keep your mouth shut. Don't spoil I it. I thought that was you oh, keeping shut. Actually, that was me. That, that was me. I, yeah, I a read very that basic, as that. Yeah. very very little context given. Right. Saying this was visually stunning. This was something like oh, there's a lot that happened in it. Damn. What? Why you spoiled it for me? Like, what are you talking about? And I had to tweet about it. I was like, look, I saw this Thursday at seven. All right. Like right. every time I talk about it, everyone's like, don't say anything. I'm like, bro. If I was going to spoil the I, shit, I read it as it you were been, trying your best not to. So if I was going to spoil it, I would have spoiled it in the first post. Like I wouldn't wait for what? Like I would have said as soon as it got out at nine forty eight, I would have been like, just so y'all know, X, Y, and Z happens. This goes crazy. Um, have blessed day. Too bad you saw this. Like I'm not that person. Doesn't matter. But you know who is spoiled? Elliot Roger. <sighs> oh, Talk about Elliot. a segue. Uh, right? <laughs> we, you always find a way to segue right into the show. I felt it halfway through that little rant, and I was like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Stay with me. Fuck with me. You know Hashtag I got it. Hashtag spoilers, spoiled spoilers. Okay. That's no. a lot of hashtagging, a lot of spoils, but I'm here for... Well, that's how we segue. Hashtag spoiled Roger. <laughs> Go home, Roger. So, so, Elliot Roger, who is one of my favorite true crime subjects ever, because he mess. is an anomaly. I was some. brainwashed into this. I, I did trick D. I asked her, like, oh, what kind of case do you want to do? I said, we've done a lot of serial killers. I kind of want to try, like, a spree killer or something. And she's like, oh, do you have any in mind? And I was like, these are my favorites. <laughs> um, and I gave her one. And then I let her I let her sit on them. And I was like, I sent her videos of Elliot. Like, yeah, I, like, if we I put it in there. And then I stepped back. And I came back. So have you chosen one? And she's like, oh, we could do Elliot. And I was like, I know. And I said that on the fly. But I'm glad you brainwashed me into it because. <laughs> I planted ooh, the seed. You ooh, already had some information. What a mess. <laughs> he is uh, he's a lot of things who he's a lot of things so elliot roger was born elliot oliver robertson roger in london england i'm not going to do an english accent because i'm terrible um on july 24th <laughs> i was gonna do it i, I, was gonna do I know i felt I like you were myself. like on 1991 to director peter roger and leechin yes <laughs> i'm sorry because i was gonna do it i keep wanting to, i guys i really want to learn accents so if anyone has like a vocal coach's number 
I would just I like... mean, you would be amazing at it. So, yeah, he was born in England. London, yeah. Lo- I love London. I I, yes. Moved to Los Angeles. Uh, well, let's talk about his parents. His dad was... Was he... His dad doing the directing thing at the time? Yes, his dad was a director. His dad was still... Yeah. A doctor, like, I guess, starting out. And the mom was a nurse for, like, on set? For, like, film? Yeah, or? his mom... Yeah, they had that... That's how they met. Yeah. Uh, and then, I guess, I think his his grandfather was a famous photographer. Yeah. He was the one who was, like, taking the pictures of, like, the bodies at the concentration camps and things like yeah. that. Yeah. So, like, there is... There was some notoriety. It was a known. Right. The Rogers, I guess, in Europe were like known. Known, right. Well known. And so you come to America and then you're just the I Rogers. Mean, it, the money it, translates. It's still, <laughs> it, right. It's still important to know because it kind of transformed into like what he, Elliot had and all the access that he had. We call that privilege. I was trying to be nice and not call it privilege. I was like about to say it. But you're yeah. not calling it. It's not white privilege. It's just it's privilege. just privilege. Yes. It's called being of means. Yes, yeah, he, he um, was. Uh, his father had money, me, yeah. and that's all. His grandfather had money, like so he's going to have money or at least access to funds. And right, and I feel that it's important to say that now because we're going, we're going. Yeah, this might be a case of like affluenza. Yes. Oh, definitely. Ooh, definitely. I never. I just thought about that. You I'm like, how come I didn't word? write this in my notes? I should. We should have. Yeah, that's. We should have looked into it a little bit. But more. it is. Uh, he had, he was just of means, and so he born to uh, born to Peter, mm-hmm. moved to L.A. when he was about five years old, mm-hmm. and this is probably Elliot's favorite time of his yeah, life is when he was life. young. Before, let's say before nine. Right. Uh, <laughs> yes. I feel when, like before ten, because even though. He starts to complain about nine being an issue. It wasn't until like 10, 11, 12 that he, you know, because I felt like he started this. He would always say, we're only saying this because he had a manifesto and I actually read it. And he would all say, this was the last year of happiness in my life. Mm-hmm. And then go into the next year and be like, this was an okay year, but this was my last year of happiness. And go to the next like, This I year wasn't like, terrible. I was like, make up your mind. Bro, like, it's, <laughs> it's really hard to say this is a bad year, especially if you're continuing to write about it and then you're revisiting things. And you're like, oh, that wasn't actually so bad. Right. Like, that's bro, what he did. Like, let's, okay. So let's be real, real about this manifesto. I don't, we, we had like an outline to this, but let's be real, real. Right. So Elliot Rod, um, just talking about his upbringing. Let's just talk about that. Let's get that out the way. That way we can get to why he thought the way he did. Right. So we're going to get on a fast track to this because yes. his parents divorced at seven because family issues. Family issues. Like you yes. just, you, sometimes you link up with people and you realize that, oh, we don't really vibe with each other. Mm-hmm. I, and his first thing of disappointment he stated was his mom said that it wouldn't happen. They would never separate. And mm-hmm. A year later, or less than a year later, they separated. It's like, so don't worry. I know mom and dad are fighting, but we love each other enough to work through it. Then it's like, uh, guess what? I'm moving out. Um, <laughs> it's not working. It's not working. I lied, essentially. Don't trust women, because I lied to you. <laughs> Seed planted. Important. 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 <laughs> and I'm going. Everyone that you care about is going to leave you one day. And it's just like, poor Elliot. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I was I was watching the documentary on this, and you'll see how Elliot holds on to this as he goes through his life. Mm-hmm. And and this forensic psychologist, God, I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he was saying like usually like divorce now, especially in 2018, but this time 2014. Um, well, this time was that 2014. What yeah. year was it? 2000. 2000. Early 2000. 2002. Yeah. 2000. Um. Where you think about these things and divorce has become so normalized mm-hmm. and it happens to so many people right. that we really have to look into why does Elliot Roger think oh. this is so makes what makes him so special that this has hurt him so much deeper than anybody else. And so there there's a 
kind of the budding of narcissism and narcissistic mm-hmm. tendencies that are that are kind of showing up here that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm thinking Sue Crime because I love people that love themselves. Hashtag Luca Magnata. Yeah, he's like, a very Luca type person. He's like, why wouldn't anybody want <laughs> to to be my parent? You know, like look at me. <laughs> Am I not the best looking person on the planet? You see, my nipples are perfectly rounded pink. Why are you talking about Elliot's? Nipples. I'm talking about Luca's nipples. Oh, we went back to Luca. I'm Luca Magnata. Well, are you, I mean, that's that. I was about to say that voice is a little bit too Luca. It's I mean, too Luca. Luca. But if I went to, if I went What's to Elliot, Elliot voice, uh, <clears throat> Elliot, it has to be more Americanized. These girls, they don't get me. You know, yeah. they're always good, looking yeah. at these obnoxious men, and I'm here, a supreme gentleman, <laughs> the only one. I buy nice clothes. I drive the nicest car, and it's still not enough. What do you want from me? You give these guys sex and pleasure, but not me? What do I have to do? Oh, I know what I have to do. I have to buy a skateboard. And that's what he did at nine to try to be cool. Along and- <laughs> with bleaching his hair blonde. Yes, which is a very gay thing to do. <laughs> <That's> the- <laughs> You just went for him right away. Like you just went for it right the hell away. No, it's it's a, it's like a rite of passage. I'm Elliot. At least explicitly was not queer, but a rite of passage for white gays is always for some reason to go through a blonde phase. Oh, he, and so the minute you go through there. a blonde phase in my head, I'm like, oh, okay. So you're either going to be gay in two months or you're going to be. Right. So his first attempt to be cool was actually bleaching the hair. And he yes. went from like just a tip because they couldn't bleach all his hair because he has really dark, dark hair. Yeah. He has he's, black like, hair. he's also part Asian. So like that, right. stri- that jet black, like, which I, I love that how, like how black that hair. I yeah, I do that. too. I, I really like Shout that. out to all of you with gray hair so um, so he had the dark hair, hair so they couldn't transition him right away and he was also very young and Baby then steps. yeah he had the bleach chip and it did get him some notoriety some attention people were like they okay it was really we see you elliot right. you're standing they <laughs> thought it was really cool and then he went completely blonde and everyone said sis what what, what? what are you doing okay like I mean, his friend laughed right <laughs> which is <laughs> If, and if you're Elliot Rogers, someone who has trouble, and we have to talk about this too. Elliot has definitely has trouble with social interaction and taking and feeling social cues. Mm-hmm. Um, so the minute it's very extreme. So the minute you show any disdain or dislike of anything about him or on him that, or that he owns, he immediately references it as bad and wants to toss it and also gets angry. Right, he <laughs> you gets angry. Not. That's what's. And so like, ah, bitch, you went blonde. And he's like, Yes, I, I I went blonde because I thought that's what people wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm cool now. It's like, no, nah, bitch, your bleach tips were were cool. Like, yeah. this shit makes you look like an alien. He's like, ouch. <laughs> like, and that's where it ends because he has no yeah. feeling. Uh, <laughs> but that, and then later on, skateboarding, he took up to try to be like, which the is kind of cool. Like, yeah. I had a skateboard when I was about that age, did and you? I did. I I remember thinking I wanted to be more athletic. I played basketball, but I wanted to be like more coordinated. So I learned how to rollerblade, which I still can, still dope. It's just no fun anymore because there's no there's a roller rink here in town, but whatever. Um, and then I learned how to skateboard. I asked for a skateboard for Christmas. I never liked anything on wheels on my feet. I never. That makes sense. I have trust. <laughs> I can, I can, I can balance on a skateboard. I can like push and get some momentum and balance like that and turn a little bit, but no flip kicks. I always have trouble stopping. 
Um, so if anybody out there wants to list, wants to help me learn, to there is also again, a skate park not too far from us. Yeah, like yeah. there there are tons of places out here to do it. Like I live across the street from an abandoned school, and like the railings and things like that in the summertime become a skate park for all the kids mm-hmm. uh, who do. And I like like looking out my bedroom window and be like, ah, get it, little ones. My That's heart right. always wanted to, but wheels in my feet. Well, wheels on your feet, wheels, oh, shit, but wheels under your ass if you're driving. <laughs> like, I no, feel I'm like... good with driving, knock on wood. Are you? Never, never had an accident ever in my life. Cross your fingers. So, yeah, cross your fingers, knock on wood, but like my knock feet. Knock on Elliot's forehead. Like I have enough, <laughs> I have enough problems walking where I don't need wheels on my feet. <laughs> I need wheels on my feet. All right, so he, <laughs> we are so, so Elliot, Elliot in attempts to be cool, but obviously starts being shunned by the people around him just right. because he gets weird and, it, I, I also hate using that word weird because I have a friend who, uh, Kip, who has a sh- podcast, Dryden Saunter, shameless plug, but he mm-hmm. does, he did a whole episode on the word weird. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how loosely I throw that word around, mm-hmm. but Elliot is odd. Mm-hmm. I'll use that word. I mean, it's hard and like, you know, the word is crazy weird. It's always hard to identify those words because what's crazy to you may not be crazy to somebody it's very else. Relative, may yeah. not be crazy to a society. Because so I'm weird as hell, and I, <laughs> I can own that. And it's true that I am that person. Um, and I think you guys know I'm weird. Like, I there's no way I'm all together <laughs> together and do this show the way I do it. I think I'm definitely. But you consider yourself weird, and I consider myself more. I consider myself more awkward and weird than Sociopath. you. Sociopath. But I'm I not. Would- as- <laughs> I'm, I'm a very awkward girl, so. What is playing? <laughs> I didn't do lot. anything. I didn't so do anything. he starts to, starts to retreat a little bit and he starts fishing into, you know, chat rooms. This is about the time. Yeah. Of cyber AOL. Ca- it's I didn't, Cyber Cafe. Came or? back up. Luca I, Magnato was caught in a cyber cafe. I don't remember these things. And you were talking I remember, about Luca I remember Magnato's- them specifically in, in, around this time too, like mm-hmm. 2001, 2002. I don't remember them. When they were in malls because people, would go because not a lot of people had computers in their homes at this time. Remember, like computers mm-hmm. had just gotten like home computers had just gotten popular in like ninety seven, but they were super fucking expensive. So and so people like me, you know, people of marginalized people, people who are mm-hmm. poorer, people of color, didn't have access to things, so they would go to these cafes and the malls a lot, or go to their public libraries. So what happened to me is I remember what it was and why I never had to go to cyber cafe. My because you had a house. Because I had a with house. a computer. I had a house and a computer. No, my she grew up rich. My not at all. But my she lived uncle, in a four hundred thousand dollar house and she in my black BMW. Relevant. I did have a BMW. Actually. Fuck you. All right. <laughs> never. <laughs> but it was an eighty six BMW. It wasn't like a new one. But my first car was a BMW. Oh, I was say this. Is <laughs> no, it was an older one. I loved it too. But no, my my uncle was an IT, and so he gave us a computer, and that's what why, a blessing. Yeah, like that's why I had a house. <laughs> And a Beamer. And a home computer. I'm trying to justify the fact that I'm not privileged and you just make it work. I was like, if we just look at context. <laughs> thank you for giving us that. So, in this time, he, he starts going to AOL chat rooms. He's going to cyber cafes um, because they existed. And I remember, I don't remember going to them for like a lot. I've been right. like one or two just to go in and see what it is, sit there and play a game That'd or two. Um, there's a game uh, called Bugs. I don't know if you remember this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all about like you would like command these armies of mixed bugs so it'd be like bees and they'd be like bombers and grasshoppers would be your like more elite fighters and you had ants like 
and, and pill bugs and sh- it was a fun you'd fight to claim pieces of food at a picnic table it was dope for I've me I've never played this someone listening knows what I'm talking about <laughs> and that game kind of fizzled off and died in like 2001 and I'm, I've been looking for someone who's you know translated to put it on a disc so I can use it for my computer because mm-hmm. um, I miss it mm-hmm. oh, I love strategy games um but that's why I would play. I'd go there and play that because it was always accessible online somehow. I don't remember how. But either way, Elliot starts going into the cyber cafe, starts going to AOL chat rooms, starts right. trying to make com- make connections, make friends, make friends. that way. Mm-hmm. And at age twelve, well, no, let's take a step back because I need to. We need to talk about a specific moment in his life that mm-hmm. shifted the way he thought about girls as well. Do you... uh, the camp? Yes, go. So. <laughs> Well, we got to step back a little bit, too, to say that his parents always tried to push him to be a little bit more social. That included friends dates. He had a lot of friends dates. And to me, that's why they kept putting him in summer camp. So he wouldn't isolate. So one of these instances, he went to summer camp. And I guess... There was a girl. I don't even know if he really liked her or he just noticed that he was she was attractive. She was pretty. She was a pretty girl that bumped into him and she reacted by basically making fun of him, cursing him, him out, like making him embarrassed in front of all his The friends. way I would react if anyone bumped into me. <laughs> don't bump into me. If you him. bump into me in the ice cream aisle while I'm looking at my Ben and Jerry's, I'm going to curse you out. So don't bump into me. If I'm looking for my pints of Ben, if I'm especially if I'm buying two, that means I've had a tough week. You don't want to try me that day. Right. <laughs> it's like, cause you will get. You will. So, like, he berated her. He was totally embarrassed, whatever. I think later on in the duration of the day or duration of camp, she was seen with another guy too that was like more of the popular guy. And she was very nice to him. Very nice to him. And he also saw, like, around this time, he started seeing that girls greeted guys with hugs right like and i was like yeah that's usually yes. i don't I, I remember that and i remember when you were like flirty like girls mm-hmm. used to do all the time like oh my god derek and so like hug them like, i wasn't because because you wasn't hugging up on these dudes i, I got was like you. kind of nerdy too so. <laughs> no, but i was that person who got a lot of hugs because i started being taller than everybody else um. and everyone didn't realize they were barking up the wrong tree <laughs> shit i didn't know they were barking up the wrong tree <laughs> And so, like, everyone started hugging on me, and I'm like, this is nice. It's nice to have connection. And then at some point, I was like, okay, stop. Get the like, fuck off me. Like, to this day, I still don't like hugs. I like hugs. I'm I, a hugger. I, my sister is. I'm. I hug all my ma- all my male friends. You have to. Hug I'll me. have my sister hug you because she'll probably even if it's one of those let go. one of those dapping up hugs. Like, I have to embrace you if I care about you. So you're gonna, you're gonna do it one way or the other. I think I could have been. It's so funny. You joke and say you could have been like the Elliot and like social. I think I could Whoa, be. Wait. Well, you know, like you you stopped that sentence way too quick. (laughs) You could have been like Elliot. Who said that? (laughs) Well, you know, you could have been as far as like retreating and isolating. I I feel like I'm that kid. (laughs) And look where you are now, just hosting a true crime podcast, giggling maniacally about someone who murdered. I'm giggling because you make these faces at me. I'm trying to like stop because they're they're super judgmental. (laughs) They really are. Is that what you're? I don't. You lost me at I drove a Beamer, so I. (laughs) So he went to camp, and yeah, he felt he felt super, he felt humiliated, he felt demeaned, and he even wrote this, he says that, you know, he felt like an insignificant, unworthy little mouse. Right, so that's when he noticed that there was a difference, there was hierarchy. That he was being, right. right. And we all realized that there were popular kids. Like, in high school, I wasn't a popular kid, but I also wasn't a loner. Like, I knew everyone, and everyone knew who I was, but it right. wasn't like, right. it wasn't like people were like, ugh, get out of here, Charnel. People were like, oh, it's Charnel, you know, I feel whatever. like, <laughs> even though... I- 
I wasn't same thing. Like I knew both sides. I've hung out with both sides. For one point, I had a stint with the popular kids, but I was so inward and into myself that I wasn't noticing the outside world around me. Like I was a kid that walked down the hallway. Somebody would be like, "I said hi to you," and you didn't say anything back. I didn't even see them. You're like, you spoke to me. Who are you? Yeah, like I'm the one. D like- had amnesia at fourteen. Just like. <laughs> Wakes up every day with a new set of like just wiped clean like you're I the feel winter like soldier. I purposely isolated because that's what I had preferred. Like I was like I don't want to. No, deal that's with fine. It. Not a lot of people are super social, and I didn't want to deal with the drama. Like I wasn't looking for it. Like Elliot. Well, Elliot wasn't looking. I don't think Elliot was looking for drama. Elliot was, was looking, looking for, for a connection. Yeah. And I think a lot of this happens too. Um, we're gonna about to talk about this in, in mm-hmm. two steps, I guess. But Elliot. There's a lot of connection at home that needed to be had, right. and because he's a he's a child of means, and I'm not trying to you know, attack or, you know, ask, or what's the word I'm looking for, um, kind of vilify people who come from money. But it happens a lot and when you house. are busy. What'd you say? And have a house. And have a house. <laughs> but when you are busy, especially if you're a Hollywood director, he was like, yeah. his father is famous because he was like a second unit director on The Hunger Games mm-hmm. as well. Like, so he was busy. Like, yeah. that was a major franchise. And so he was always out, always working. His mom also. So it's like, a lot of times you find, even people who are like, you know, middle class find ways to keep their children busy mm-hmm. so you don't realize your mom and dad aren't around as much. Right. And so in these times where he didn't really have these connections to his parents as well, which he should have had. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, we're going to see how that kind of rolls into everything as right. well. It is a big deal. But it is a big deal. So the fact that he's looking for a lot of connection, it means also means his connection at home was not there. Because, and here's more proof you can see it, and I guess we'll probably talk about it more later. But when you're having trouble forming a connection and the who am I? It's sometimes up to the parents to help the child form that. It is up to the it is up to the parent right. like all the time like our our job is I'm not a parent. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm feel not like either. I feel like one a lot. Sure I work do. with a lot of kids yeah. and like our job is to guide and support and you know even if your if your child feels like you know I can't I don't know who I am like you it's your job to start narrowing those things down. What do you like? What is important to you? What makes you feel upset? What makes you happy? What makes you angry? Mm-hmm. Those are the things you knock those things, you hit those Ow. nails on the head each time mm-hmm. so that way your child has some kind of semblance of a personality one cuz Elliot is <laughs> no, no, he didn't develop a personality at all. He like his personality was in no and no none of his principles. No one could say uh if you t- asked me to see- tell you what he sounded like, I couldn't tell you what his voice sounded like. Right. He didn't speak. He didn't at like all. He had one word answers. He didn't speak in one word answers. But if you looked at from Elliot's point of view, nobody wants to engage me. I'm out here. I'm the best person that ever existed. I'm so funny and witty, and like it's just like, are you these things? <laughs> But back to him, and then we'll go through because we're almost getting there. So yeah. at age 12, he was in one of these cyber cafes and he had saw pornography for the first time because an older teenager was looking at it. And now for someone who is <laughs> so interested in connection and getting connection and also, from girls. And exactly. From the opposite sex or at least feeling like he should be should getting be this. Getting, yeah. Because there, I have the theory in the, <laughs> it might be, it Same might theory. be that Elliot Roger was some form of a repressed or closeted homosexual. I feel the same And way. that's fine too. And I think that, I don't know if I should approach it now. I think that because he couldn't read these social cues and we'll know why in a bit, that he saw like, because everyone else is doing it, I should be this way too. Right. And because it's not working for me, something Something's is wrong, wrong with everybody me. else. Oh, now, well, remember, that's true. Because these narcissistic tendencies, like he's like, I'm all these great things, even at a young age. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm these great things. No one else is connecting me the way they should because I'm great. 
everyone else has to be wrong. Right. Um, and so even with sex, he, he had noted in his manifesto, he was like, you know, finding out about sex is one of the things that truly destroyed my entire life. Um, he's like, I'd never get it. Not getting sex is what will shape the very foundation of my miserable youth. And I'm like, sis, chill. Mm-hmm. Like, you're 12. Mm-hmm. And but there's he- also, like, he was disgusted. There was, like, low-key disgust by what he was watching. Yeah. He felt like it was dirty. And I'm just like, well, if you're attracted to it or he you felt think like he was, you want it. I feel it? like he felt like it was dirty because he wasn't having it. Really? Because that's why I... I don't I, think I, he read it as, like, gross by the sex part of it. I feel like he, that was a connection he was looking, cause he thought that was connection. Mm-hmm. Again, like all this physical contact felt like connection and nobody was doing that. To him. Cause the way I read it and because he mentioned it a couple of times in his manifesto is just like, he was intrigued by a woman's body and naked women every time he was approached, but he also was a, there's a borderline disgust where he's like, I was disgusted and intrigued or he would say, I was disgusted and aroused. Like there is always something because I read more of the manifesto. The manifesto, like I said, we're talking about it, but it was 141 pages. I mean, to be fair, I've been disgusted and aroused and I, <laughs> I'm like, I shouldn't be into this. <laughs> like this is not something that we should be doing, but we're here already. But he said it so often. Pull out the pancakes, bro. Right. So I think there was, like you said, though, there's definitely maybe a closeted homosexuality, but confusion for sure. Confusion for sure. And now, this <laughs> like, is where sure. this is where it comes into play because at 15, 2007, he was diagnosed with pervasive developmental disorder, not otherwise specified. Mm-hmm. Um, not otherwise specified just means it's when severe and pervasive impairment. Um, this is this is me uh, reading the actual clinical definition too. Mm-hmm. Um, in the development of a reciprocal social interaction associated with impairment in either verbal or nonverbal communication skills or with the presence of stereotyped behavior, interests, activities, but the criteria are not met for specific pervasive developmental disorder, schizophrenia, schizotypal personality disorder, or avoidant personality disorder, which are all things that make you uh, disconnect from reality and disconnect from people. Right. But he does not hit those criteria, meet the criteria for any of these. Um, so, for example, like this category, it includes atypical autism. So, this is on the autism spectrum. It's one of four autism um, disorders. Um, so, it, so um, because it becomes, it gets onset at a late age. It's really hard to kind of diagnose it. And so, this is really this diagnosis is really a diagnosis of what it isn't. And it is not, it's not of what it actually is. And those, and if you, someone suffering from, not suffering, I'm sorry, someone dealing or managing pervasive development disorder, um, not otherwise specified, uh, those symptoms are communication difficulties. Again, using and understanding language. Um, Elliot, for some reason, <laughs> took everything very literally. Um, you could not joke with Elliot because no. he would, he would internalize that and run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, difficulty with social behavior. Remember, he could, he, one word answers, never made eye contact, never, his his uh, principal would say that he never gave you the idea that he wanted to talk to talk you. To like you, right. you, you would smile at someone or make eye contact that says you I'm approachable or you could, I want to approach you. Like if you were, to, especially if you're trying to get the interest of the opposite sex or same sex, if, whichever way you fly. Um, but difficulty with changes in routines and environments. Switching, you remember he switched high schools mm-hmm. and then he went to college. And so it's like, oh, <laughs> like the like college and first of all going to. uh a more lax high school environment like he did and then going to college where you're really much on, very much on your own hard um uneven skill development strengths in some areas and delays in others we've seen that um unusual play with toys and other objects he no never mind repetitive and then <laughs> why <laughs> it doesn't matter we'll get to it preoccupation preoccupation with fantasy and that is where we find Elliot right preoccupation with this fantasy thing with this disinterest in what is actual reality or the 
the need to disengage with what is actual reality and to feel like the narcissistic tendencies come into that play where everybody has to be wrong. His reality is definitely even presented with factual evidence that this is not what's happening. Elliot Rogers believed that he was a victim. And I think that plays on to how he perceives himself because if he's on an autism spectrum and not reading social cues or reading um, social interactions well, um, he's going to understand that everyone else has to be doing something right. So if everyone else wants this, if the majority of people around me are straight, this is where my theory comes in, and everyone's looking like they want to be interested in girls, I should be too, or girls should be interested in me. And if people are reading him, maybe not as straight. Like, they're, like there's all these things that go into it. And FYI, um, just further on your victimization thing, before he went to school, before he was bullied, before he was overshadowed, overseen by the girls and no one cared, when you're reading his manifesto, he was a victim at home, even in the times that he considered good. Um, there is a stepmom, Sumaya, 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 I don't know how to say it. Yeah, I'm not going to I think it's Sumaya, right. <laughs> um, a stepmom that he felt, you know, was a very unfair to him yes. and whatever. And Which I any, can believe she is, to maybe, be honest. But for Step-parents, every, man. True, true. <laughs> but for every time, even when it came down to him not getting the room he wanted, his mom switching to a smaller home or moving into an apartment, it's like, oh, and he, he, that narcissism, that grandiose mm-hmm. idealism, like apartment. When his mom moves into the apartment, he did not invite any of his friends over anymore. He's like, apartments are poor. He said it in his manifesto. Right. Like I, I saw them as poverty. So there's this thing where even when it's not related to him, he's a victim. When his, when somebody else was about, he, he actually said in his manifesto, he would throw chan- tantrums when he's not getting his way. And this I would is love like, to see an Elliot Rogers well tantrum. into his teens throwing tantrums. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I would love to see a monotone, very, kind of bland tantrum mom what is this i can't take this well i want that i want to see that happen and it just sounds like i'm making fun of someone who's all this but it's like i need it i need it like like, and then mom would feed into it all the time i think even more so than dad mom would give him what he it's because they i feel like it's because they feel guilty they feel like they because they they didn't want to deal with it too but also because they you you, like bad parents do this all the time where you just give the kid what they want so they stop crying they don't they don't learn how to self-soothe they don't learn how to cope and self-soothing is something he did not know how to do at all he did not know exactly and they said he was in therapy for most majority of of his life so it's Mm -hmm. like he had they were putting things in place but they weren't putting the adequate um therapeutic uh support systems in place like mental illness and i don't want to call because there there were definitely things that definitely weren't diagnosed here but oh definitely like a lot of things when you when you talk about especially I have two autistic nephews, mm-hmm. um, they need adequate support. Mm-hmm. Like and when it comes to autism and other and other kind of um developmental um kind of delays and things like that, what you need to do is try more than one thing. And much like mental health issues. Like if you like if it's not a one size fits all, if this doesn't work, try something else. And I feel like his parents, like, well, I we we picked the, the best therapist that money could buy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's not we not sometimes, a lot of times that's not the best therapist. His parents tried many ways to deal with it without mm-hmm. directly dealing with, with it. it. We could say even like he there are times that he went to Morocco with Sumaya, with the mm-hmm. stepmom. Now I don't know how mean he was to her, but I Probably think what happened mean. was that, no, I think what happened is he, she was the only one that actually tried to discipline him. And sure. I think not knowing how to deal with somebody with his level of maybe autism or what he had going on, she tried to discipline him like a regular kid, which is neurotypical maybe, kid. Right. And his parents, <laughs> and his parents wasn't, 
his parents weren't doing it. Right. So he saw that as evil. I, because when I'm even reading what he considered what Samaya did as like evil or bad, it's just literally disciplining him, like putting game times and how long he could play and right. wanting him to socialize more. Things that parents Things make that you parents do are supposed that's to not do. punishment. But his like, parents didn't. His, you know, his actual parents, birth parents did not. But this is that's the point. Is like I think it's because they they so if you watch interviews now, um, especially with his dad when he sat down with Barbara Walters, like oh. they give you this idea like everybody when something like this happens, you, they always want to give you the idea that we had no idea mm-hmm. and that we were so close and that we shared everything together and I knew we. But the I truth think is, his dad didn't have any idea because his dad well, didn't know the kid. That's what I'm saying. Right. His dad sat up there like. I go to bed every night thinking of you know what he did. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't know who your child was, and no. it, probably because you were not home a lot. Right. And there's no shame. Sometimes people who have those jobs, they work a lot of hours and they don't get to watch their kids grow up. And I feel for those people a lot. But you providing for your kid in a way that you wouldn't be able to provide for them otherwise. Um, but I'm sometimes not saying, it's not enough just getting a nanny, but and just hiring a nanny and somebody you could trust to teach, maybe a family member, maybe like you know what I'm saying. That, you know what? I don't. I'm somebody. giving people excuses, but you know, Beyonce brings Blue Ivy everywhere, so like Beyonce can. <laughs> Blue Ivy is the manager. Blue, of exactly. Blue Ivy sits there at every Beyonce concert, like hit these steps, girl. I see you missed that. I saw you slipped. I saw you slip. Right. Like, would you, would you miss a note? Like Blue Ivy is there and on time for a lot of things. If Beyonce, one of the hardest working women in show business, can bring Blue Ivy everywhere she goes, I feel like if, as a director, you can bring your kid on set. Right. Like unless you're out here, unless you're out here directing pornographic videos and your child doesn't understand the context of what sex is and you haven't had that conversation, don't bring them there. <laughs> but like, even don't just don't bring them there. And then don't bring Elliot. Right. But, <laughs> but either way, so these are things that happens. And so he grows up and he goes off to college. And now this this is about the time where Elliot's ideas of relationships and people and where he fits in the world really start to give shape. Right. And he also starts making videos. Yes. Which t- are my favorite thing ever. There is something to be said <laughs> like, about cases where we get to look at the person, look at the, you know, who they were before they did what they did. Like there I love being able to view them because you could really see like how did everyone miss that this kid was a little bit But this is <laughs> I I love it because it's much like Michelle Blair like yeah. our first case where most of the information we have comes directly from the killer the themselves. The killer, yeah. And it's like there's not this has nothing to do with like, well, this is what a, a criminologist thought, or this is what a forensic psychologist uh, theorized. This is like him saying, "This is what I felt. I wrote it in 140 pages. Read it." Like, I think, like, well, and, <laughs> and like manifestos and videos. Like, I think the extent to which he put down about himself was actually a blessing because you could go back and read this stuff and maybe prevent somebody else who has a similar storyline mm-hmm. from doing something like this. Like mm-hmm. you could really look in depth about what's going on with the person. So I, I just, I, lo- I love that we're able to see firsthand from the oh, killer. Oh yeah, 100%. Murder. So let's have some fun with this because yes. I love, I'm, I'm going to insert some, uh, <laughs> some audio. <laughs> At certain parts in these episodes because I fucking love it. My favorite thing, my fr- this is not good. This is not, to, I don't want to laugh, you know, whatever. Yeah, but you're, you're going to do what you're going to do. Elliot Roger wanted so desperately to be normal and wanted everyone to, like, these were cries for attention. These videos right. were like, I'm going to put this out and people are going to see that and people are going to react to me the way I want them to. And my favorite one, he dances to How Will I Know by Whitney Houston. And... 
Unfortunately, by the way, the, a lot of the videos... A lot, his YouTube was actually taken down recently. Recently, yeah. Like, it was up for years. Yeah. Like, when it all happened, you'd think they would go to Google and YouTube and Right be like, when we're about researching this and we're watching the videos intently, they took it down. I mean, I, I've seen most of them anyway, because when I heard <laughs> this case, I was like, I need to go find this man's YouTube videos because it was insane because that the how will i know thing really solidified my closet of homosexual thing <laughs> and he's like i know what boys want <laughs> i know what they like i was yes. like do yeah. you elliot yeah elliot. you might yeah. want to go explore that because yeah. that might be something that's holding you back that that repression might be something that's causing you a lot of anguish and you might want to start you know safely mm-hmm. navigating that mm-hmm. there are apps there's grinder mm-hmm. you know you can i mean it's can la yeah. go cruising i don't <laughs> mean that's unsafe but if you want to be closeted that's the way to do it i didn't um, think the concept of like homosexuality was some homosexuality was something that he even registered because he was still I trying mean, to understand he had feelings about it yeah like, he probably had feelings but he didn't know i don't think he could readily just like he was identify also low-key racist like it was one oh of those- low-key racist <laughs> No, no, no. It was he nothing low key. He had strong feelings about black people. He did not like more. black people. Black people like his friend Lucky. Like anyone that got attention from these blonde girls that he was so He's desiring. He's like this ugly black this boy. This ugly gets black to, boy. Yeah. Like, he was, I was like, what? <laughs> okay, Elliot. You better chill the hell out. I was like, don't get like, yo, had I met Elliot? And this makes me... It, I'm also, I also have a bleeding heart for a lot of people who are just, you know, like not neurotypical and having some issues. But like for Elliot, had I met Elliot, like I'm also the person who would have reached out, mm-hmm. like and been like, oh, well, let's hang out. But right. being a queer person, he might have read it otherwise. I might have been the first to go. <laughs> Very true. Like, oh, word? You trying to get this? Like, no, nah, chill. You're not Very even true. my type. It's going to be like, he's like, I'm pulling, like, let's hang out today. I'm like, he never initiates hanging out. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not home. I'm outside your house. <laughs> oh, God. But, you would have yeah. seen you with one girl, and now we've been in it. Like, that's not fair. Oh, so you're getting both sides? <laughs> She's my friend. <laughs> but the other yeah. side that started realizing that he thought love was toxic and love was dangerous and something he was never going to have is yeah. there is a video um, of him watching people. He His childhood was so important to him. So he would revisit all these childhood places. Mm-hmm. He'd go back and he'd record them. He's like, yeah, my dad would bring me to these places when I was a child. We'd sit there. I remember these hills, these benches. Oof. To be young again. And then he's like, I have to record this. Wait. I was having a good time until. <laughs> so, I literally skipped right over some of those videos because I could not wait. So what I'm going to do is the, ki- the the couple kissing in the park. I'm going to put it right here. Hey, Elliot Roger here. I'm just sitting in my car right now, enjoying the view of the beach. And my view has been ruined by this sight right here. In front of me, sitting right there on that bench is a young couple, I presume about my age. I was enjoying such a nice view until they came and sat down and started kissing. This, this is the reason why life isn't fair. Why does that guy get to have such a beautiful girlfriend while I'm all alone? Why? Why can't I experience something like that right there. They're kissing right now. It's torture for me to watch, but I have to do this. I have to film this. I have to show the world why life isn't fair. 
I have to show everyone why I hate the world. Because no girl would do this with me. Look at them. He's in heaven right now. Sitting on this beautiful beach. With his beautiful girlfriend. Kissing her. Feeling her love. While I'm sitting here all alone. Because no beautiful girl wants to be my girlfriend. I hate them. I hate them so much. Why does he deserve to get that experience and not me? I can only imagine the heavenly things they'll be doing together when they go back home tonight. I'm sure they'll be having sex. What will I be doing? Lying in my bed alone with no one because no one wants me. And that's how Elliot feels about <laughs> right. couples. Only because, like, it's just like, he's he says, like, oh, he's like, this pains me so much, but I have to do this. I have right. to watch I this. Have to watch and this. I'm like, you don't, though. You could turn the you hell could out. You could back out and go. Turn around. Like, it's the fact, and like, especially knowing that the, the, what's ramping up inside his head is like, yeah. okay, bro. So that couple made it out alive right away, first of all, because you could feel it. Like, he's mm-hmm. very unemotional. His voice comes off as very, like, sanitary and dry. Yes. But at that moment, there's that tinge. You're like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Is he about to break right here, right, right. now? Right. And there's tons of other videos where he starts uploading things, and he's standing in, he's standing in this park by himself, and he's like, well, look at me. It's me. I'm smart. I have money. I have to drive a nice car. I buy the nicest clothes. Why isn't anyone dating me? I'm the supreme gentleman. I will treat you the best way ever. And it's like, it's just like this man. This man is because he's a man. I keep calling him a kid. This man is totally like out of it at this it's point. It's so weird to call him a kid, by the way. Yeah, I, I've been doing it, and I shouldn't. Have yeah, because I, I, like even when we were talking about the intro, I didn't even know how to like. We ended up saying there's a jaded BMW driver, but I was like, is he? Because I wasn't going to say this man or this boy like i didn't know how to call him because he's he was at that cusp but he very much acts like a child yeah the, so i understand you not knowing how to identify him because i sure as hell don't it's it's one of those things and so in in about this time elliot again seeing he's he goes to school i think he was an english major um and then drops out of classes essentially he right. starts he starts isolating even more and it's I want to feel bad, but I don't want to feel bad. Like this is what this is my problem with Elliot. I don't want to feel bad. I I don't want to feel bad because around this time he starts to become a douche. He's a he's been a douche. Like more of a douche outwardly to people. But the social worker in me is like, there's so many parts of this that failed. Like I said, the therapeutic uh, sure counseling and everything that went wrong. Um, also like his parents obviously not showing up for this kid. His teachers when. When he started acting out, because remember, around the, after the time that he started seeing sex and it really mm-hmm. fucked him up, and after the time he got berated for the blonde hair, he really started acting out and being annoying to people on purpose right. to get attention. And when you start distracting your classmates and interrupting your classroom and mm-hmm. you know doing all those things and hurting yourself to get attention, like right. usually parents and teachers have conversations and intervene. And like, what does my kid need? Right. And right away, it's just like, well, we've got money. Let my money work for me. Like, no, at some point, you got to put in work for your kids. Right. And this is where Ellie, I thought I just feel like when you have, especially when you have people on an autism spectrum, mm-hmm. you really need to start trying to build those connections. Like, it's important. Like at a young age, I, my little my little nephew, whose name I won't say, because mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I need to have his mama's permission or not, but he's mine. You do. Um, <laughs> 
I don't know if I do. Technically, I, legally. I basically raised him. I don't do, but it's my nephew. I um, know, but legally. <laughs> what is legality? Um, but like, I remember like him being super young and not responding the way that other young kids did mm-hmm. and saying like, we should probably get him tested. Um, because he, you know, he doesn't seem to be reacting to the things the way he does. He doesn't seem to be interested in most things. Like we talked to him and things just don't register. Like we need to do something. And I think it's largely it's because of me and my influence. The fact that I recognize it at a young age that he was able to get into the classrooms he needed to be and get the attention he needed and at home be treated the way he needed. Cause a lot of times, especially in black families, Oh, yeah. Like when you, when there's like autism or any kind of they, um, special needs, mm-hmm. they see it as being badly behaved. Not even. Or that's that weird cousin and they further isolated that. But not that, weird, but like I'm that, talking like youth. Like I'm talking like as we get older, yes. As, yeah, as, yeah, as we get older, it's that. Because as young kids, co- cousins are just cousins. That's right. the point. You push everybody over and spill things on them. Yeah. But like <laughs> as parents, I mean, because right. I've seen it happen so often where it's like, boy, if you don't get over here and he's not reacting, I know you heard me. And it's like, yeah, he heard you. But the fact that you're angry and raising your voice, he doesn't pick up on that. Right. He doesn't understand that you're angry. He also doesn't know why you're angry. angry right. So I have, I had, I had to sit down with my nephew plenty of times and like sit in front of him, like squatting or cross-legged and be like, do you understand why I'm mad at you? You're not allowed to do this. Mm-hmm. And he'd get upset because now he understands what mad means. So right. he's like, now he feels bad that I, he made me mad and he'll cry. And I'm like, no. Look, these are like you have to have those connections mm-hmm. with these kids. As like, opposed at a young to showing age. the emotion, you have to say the emotion. Right. Which like, most people don't do. Most people you have show to articulate the it yeah. and show it. Like yeah. this is my angry face. So that way, going forward, you know that when I make this face, I'm not happy with you. What right. I'm doing can't be right. Correct. So it's like, or if I'm sad, wow, Uncle Charnel is sad. He would probably want a hug right now. Even if you don't feel like, even if you don't feel the purpose of a hug, you know that's what someone needs. Like you right. learn the social cues off of that. Yeah. And I just feel like Elliot missed all of that. Correct. And like there were so many things that went wrong in his life. Like I said, I have just the inkling that his parents try to put him in all types of things to help him outside of actually sitting down and helping. And the real work starts at home. And so you could try to put them in all these different programs and try to, you know, get him to go to camp and socialize but like if you're not teaching him how to socialize at home when he's on the spectrum what good is that gonna do you're just gonna make it more painful for the child because you're pushing him into a social situation that he's not prepared for right so that's really what happened there it's it's sad and it's true because even even like you look at the privilege and you're like shut up elliot like shut your face but you know there is that social work part of me who's like also like you know mental illness doesn't have it permeates it doesn't have a class or or race race or gender it permeates all those lines it breaks all those barriers but my eyes were rolling when i was reading that manifesto no because sometimes i mean you're you're rich ass i grew up in a house so like (laughs) when i hear people like i went to morocco i'm like d probably went to morocco too old lion ass but (laughs) i don't even have a passport my well, mom like, how did I have? How do I have a passport? My broke ass. <laughs> my mom doesn't like planes. I'm dead ass. That's it. That's, we never well, travel because my like mom planes. never liked planes. Um, you sound like my sister who's like, let's go to Florida. Let's drive. We and drove. I was like, we we did. I, I went like, to Florida. Okay, you drove. can drive. I'm either. Come on, it'll be fun. You you think I like you that much? <laughs> no, you think like, I want to be trapped in a vehicle with you for six days? No, thank you. That's what my mom. Did. How long? It First of all, we only traveled in states. My mom only traveled outside to go to funerals, so she never traveled outside unless she had to go to back home for a funeral. That sounds. That sounds. And like... she literally like for my cousin's wedding, like she travels with my sister because my sister will suit her. And I'm like, mom, stop it. <laughs> stop your nonsense take a benadryl but like yeah no like let's my not self-medicate I- too that's something we should take, talk about take mom, a benadryl mom take a benadryl 
Don't listen to D. If you if you feeling if you're feeling anxious or things like that, you should probably find other ways to cope with it. And if you feel the need that if your coping mechanisms don't work, like taking breaths, you know, can't recanting things to yourself, reassuring yourself, then maybe you should see a, a medical professional, an actual licensed professional who can diagnose you and she won't prescribe you things that be safe to take. I'm Caribbean, so they don't believe in that. Oh, so. I'm, no, I'm black. Where you took every everything was take a town on, lay down. Like you had <laughs> yeah, a stomach ache, take a town like, on, yeah. lay down. Had a headache, take a town on, lay down. Oh, my arm, take a town on, lay down. Or if they they really want to fuck you up, take some of grandma's listen, blood pressure medication and lay down. What? When I was going, <laughs> listen, you laugh about the bedroom. When I got out of my mom, when I was going through my divorce and I was like really depressed because that was a really hard time for me. Yeah. Guess what she was giving me? I did end up going to therapy, but I right. I seek that out myself. Right, going to sleep, but you were also an adult, so uh, yeah. like, like she didn't have to take take you to therapy. That's something you should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Your friend should have been like, right, maybe right, you need right. to talk to somebody because we're tired of talking. Right, to you but about that's it. not something we, that would come with my Caribbean mom, who just like fed me. Even though she's working as a mental health, and she definitely understands that for everything else, there's nothing wrong with my babies. That's how it is. For no, like, I, I know how you it know, goes. You know, so yeah. I didn't realize I didn't know what the word depression meant until like my mom lost custody of me and my siblings mm -hmm. or what um like i guess full disclosure um mm -hmm. i when i had anger management issues in the past like i was diagnosed with intermittent explosive disorder mm -hmm. um when i thought my outbursts were just fine like people were just trash and that's why i was allowed to be as angry as i was and it was right. not like i'd overreact to everything because of the trauma right. so like if someone spilled juice on me i took that as an affront and i flipped mm -hmm. i'd punch in the face for spilling juice on my shoes even if they especially if they were my light up <laughs> you couldn't do no <laughs> I'm choking on my left. But it's it's one of I just things. started Let's thinking about the light up sketchers like First of all, I hit that pop 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 pop. You couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> Remember that SpongeBob that stepping on the beach? Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, that was me that was as walking with my light up shoes, like walking to the bus stop. <laughs> like just just in case y'all missed these red and blue motherfuckers, this is what I, this is where I'm at right now. Get on my level. You could never be me. You could never be this fancy. You'll never be glamour. <laughs> But definitely, I think, again, it's supposed to be a front where it's supposed to be family and therapy. And a there's got to be a multifaceted, like, you know, effort in this. And where there's one, there sometimes isn't another. So, and that's what happened to Elliot. He and so Elliot, much like people who, who are, you know, socially awkward, he starts to isolate. And again, I told you he dropped out of school. And so he started uploading these week, these videos to his YouTube. So people have seen them. So he got the attention he wanted. And police officers showed up to his house actually on April 30th mm -hmm. for a wellness check because someone saw it and was concerned. <laughs> oh, wow. They're like, wait a minute, boy. Police say that it was Roger's mother who called them. Um, but she said she had, she reported the videos to a health agency. Right. But this is the thing. Let me make someone else work for me. Right, you know right. where your baby is. Go get your child. Like, mm -hmm. even if your child, I know it's an adult and you have to be kind of, you know, responsible for your own doing. But if my child, who I know has, has been in therapy his whole life, has had some social awkwardness, mm -hmm. has started uploading some concerning um, content, I'm going knocking on your front door. Again, like, I'll criticize the fact that my mom wasn't about putting her baby in therapy and putting her in meds like me. But she but was she around. she was there. <laughs> the minute she thought I was there, so I'm like, as she will be at my college campus. She was there. So you should have been there. Because maybe if he had that extra attention at the time, he wouldn't find the time to do what he did and collect all he needed to do what he did. Right. And so, like, he was, and the other side of him isolating was that he started drawing up this plan. Mm -hmm. Um, detailing his day of retribution where he was going to play, he, where he was going to make everyone pay for all the things he felt. Right. And he, 
and obviously in retribution we mean he he was going to start taking care of all the people who have shunned him specifically the beautiful blonde women blonde women which this this whole this whole eurocentric standard of beauty is ridiculous because i'm fine as shit um, but, but not even that. Like you were around women who weren't blonde. Like your mom wasn't right. Blonde. Your mom like, is Asian. What did you think about them? If you you know, like that's very strange that not to connect those women as beautiful or want. You know, maybe there was a brunette that liked you, and because you were so focused on you know focused. blonde, <laughs> sorry, focused on blonde, then you know you weren't paying attention to the brunette in the corner that was just as quiet. Or the redhead, like, you know, or, redhead. Yeah, I mean, we all feel ways about redheads. I've dated one; it's fine. Um, what? They're decent. I don't people. know if I've ever dated <laughs> a redhead. I don't know. I don't. I'm not saying they're not decent. I'm trying to think of a redhead that I was attracted to. We'll get back to it. We'll talk about it at one point. So after this, so, you know, Elliot explains to the police, like, this is a misunderstanding. You know, this is not what you want to be. These are not the droids you're looking for. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone gets that reference, I hope they do. But he was able to convince him he was fine because he wrote wrote that, you know, if they had found... If they had gone inside. His room, they would have found everything. His plans, his weapons. He was stockpiling weapons. Mm-hmm. He had bought a Glock 34 semi-automatic handgun, two of them. And oh. he started, like, first of all, he got he always got that. Sorry, I'm, I, this is where I get upset about gun laws. Like, this is not me. the time for it. I, so I mean, is, <laughs> not, I understand. Eval, eval. I'm not saying they need to take away, evaluate these people. A lot of them don't get something written down that they're diagnosed. And a lot of them don't get diagnosed. But when, when they're sitting, just have them fill out a form. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, let us be able to consult your What medical. is your plan as a 22-year-old boy for these guns? Like, are you a collector? Which are is, but well, I feel like that's gonna open. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. So he convinces them and they leave. Listen, and so them. after they left, he removes all of his YouTube videos and he plans to re-upload them. Uh, May twenty fourth, which is actually my brother's birthday, <laughs> which is again. <laughs> I feel like we've discussed your brother's birthday a couple of times. It's it come up just... a lot, and it kind of makes sense <laughs> if you guys knew who my brother was. I'm like, I get this. Like, this I don't know because we're talking about May, right? Yeah, because this is my mom around. My, my mom's birthday is the day after. Right. Oh, so on May 13th. Gemini's. Gemini's. Something about So he starts re-uploading videos on May 13th. And his first re-upload video was being lonely on spring break sucks. Again, like having all this time to yourself and isolating yourself and also not engaging anybody else but believing that everyone else is leaving you alone. Right. Like you had time to do the video. Go outside and don't do the video and try to interact. But I mean, God forbid. But again, if you don't know how to socialize, how could you? Exactly. And he starts commenting on different forums and things like that, like bodybuilding.com. He posted in the miscellaneous forum that I'm tired of seeing losers with hot chicks. I'm like, but you're not hot either, Elliot. He hated the fact that he was short. BT Dubs, he was an attractive guy for he all was, that. He was not ugly. No, he Like, wasn't. he was not ugly. He was tiny. He was a short, he thin was guy. Little. He was yes. little. And I think that has a lot to do with, unfortunately, again, these standards of beauty for men as well, where it's yeah. like, we need you to be tall and strong, especially college-age dudes. Right. Like, that's the that's usually when men's bodies start to fill out a little Even bit, out. you know. Mm-hmm. It's end of puberty sometimes you're still going through oh, it no but if you had but. taken the energy to just go to the gym and not do what you but did. that's all but you also don't want that to be the reason why women like you that you have money Absolutely and you're hot not. like there, there's a lot of things that intersect in this conversation but like he i feel like as a kid and maybe that's the thing like as a kid he would try to change what's inside to right. meet up a standard like continue that way as i think that's what i'm saying that at first that he thought that there was something wrong with him and it became something wrong with everybody else eventually right and that's where it becomes dangerous. 
Yeah, but it's also in this time he starts <laughs> he starts ramping up. Yeah. Again, he starts stepping out to the side again. This is when the how will I know when he really loves me? And I'm like, Elliot, okay. Hey, Elliot. All you right. Because that's everyone, first of all, that's everyone's favorite wedding song. If you play that at, at a reception, everyone like gets lit. So he does that. Uh, he, I mean, I, I love the, I know what guys want. <laughs> like, yeah, that. He was like voguing in the camera during that. He was serious about that. He was that. like looking, he winked yeah, at us a few like, times. I said, like, okay. Flirty. I was like, that's not what, no, okay. So he starts uploading even more videos, even ones labeled like life is so unfair because girls don't want me. There's so much emphasis put on the fact that he's not wanted. Oh, um, and then we get to the point where Elliot, uh, the actual couple video, and this is where it happens. And it's just like, Mm-hmm. This is it. This is it. Like this is the, like this is where it is. And then he finally, on May twenty third, twenty fourteen, uploads his final video. Right. Elliot Rogers Retribution. Here we go. And in this video, you know, um, it outlines his final plan, what he wants to do. Um, it's his like proclamation. This is his. This is his. It. This is his magnum opus. Like this is where he wants to be. Um. And just because we don't know um, the way, because the upload schedules and how YouTube timestamps things exactly when it was posted, mm-hmm. but it could have been like you know scheduled to post and then gets goes gets put up. It's weird, mm-hmm. um, and it's just I want to put him, I want to put some of the audio from that at this point right here, just so you guys can hear Elliot Roger and his final uh, thoughts on the world and the women in it. Mm-hmm. Hi. Elliot Roger here. Well, this is my last video. It all has to come to this. Tomorrow is the day of retribution. The day in which I will have my revenge against humanity. Against all of you. For the last eight years of my life, ever since I've hit puberty, I've been forced to endure an existence of loneliness, rejection, and unfulfilled desires, all because girls have never been attracted to me. Girls gave their affection and sex and love to other men, but never to me. I'm 22 years old, and I'm still a virgin. I've never even kissed a girl. I've been through college for two and a half years, more than that actually, and I'm still a virgin. That has been very torturous. College is the time when everyone experiences those things such as sex and fun and and pleasure. But in those years I've had to rot in loneliness. It's not fair. You girls have never been attracted to me. I don't know why you girls aren't attracted to me, but I will punish you all for it. It's an injustice, a crime, because I don't know what you don't see in me. I'm the perfect guy. And yet you throw yourselves at all these obnoxious men instead of me, the supreme gentleman. I will punish all of you for it. (laughs) On the day of retribution, I am going to enter the hottest sorority house of UCSB. 
I will slaughter every single spoiled, stuck-up, blonde slut I see inside there. All those girls that I've desired so much, they would have all rejected me and looked down upon me as an inferior man if I ever made a sexual advance towards them. While they throw themselves at these obnoxious brutes, I'll take great pleasure in slaughtering all of you. You will finally see that I am, in truth, the superior one. The true alpha male. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that's him gearing up uh, for Retribution Day, and that's it's... his emotions. You see it. You see. I mean, well, you don't see his emotion. Let, let's take that back because he was very like plain faced. Right. But he was definitely at that point decided what he was gonna do. Can we also talk about the fact that this? <laughs> This bastard and this bullshit ass villain laugh he used to do. Oh, how did oh. we miss that? Because I'm sitting here thinking about it. Because I'm no, looking, this, I hated it. <laughs> because this video made me reminded me. He's like, it's an injustice, and everyone's going to pay for it. Everyone, <clears throat> everybody. I'm like, what the fuck is that? So okay, you fake ass Joker. What are you doing? I heard, like, there was, like, around this time, like I said, for some reason, I did not hear anything about the story when it happened. But around this time, there was discussion of, like, video games and how they affect people because right. he was a gamer. This is why. Because World of that of stupid laugh. The world, like, it was just because one of those. Because the fake stupid laugh that came from, like, a villain. I was like, this is why people think video games affect. He's like, you're going to get exactly what you deserve. You're going to get all of it. I am going, his word, his choice words to annihilate all of you. I have to rectify this wrong. It's an injustice. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I was like, did you, is there a chicken bone stuck in? <laughs> like, what, did you accidentally take too much water and go down the wrong pipe? Like, what is, like, what is. <laughs> so, all my fellow nerd folks, uh, those of you who are familiar with um, The Last Airbender, the Avatar, he was saying in his manifesto one of his favorite characters is Prince Zuko. Which, mine too. Prince Zuko has a phenomenal. No one, there, <laughs> there has never been a better character arc than Prince Zuko. Sure. He doesn't, he doesn't end a traitor. And that's why Prince Zuko is great. Spoiler alert. But Zuko is. I don't dope. think he ever got to the end of that. Let me see. What were the dates? 2014? Yeah, it was over by then. Right? Yeah. Last episode. Yeah. Cause I remember watching the, the finale before. You could have chose differently, Elliot. You but Prince Zuko was still a bomb ass person that I like in the show because well, he I was mean, badass. Well, you find out when the avatar grows up and how much he becomes an ally. But, um, too, like, cause, but like, he remind me of Prince Zuko very early stages of like Avatar. Like when in that annihilation, like no, the retribution video, sorry. He, he, to me, he was trying to emulate Prince Zuko because Prince Zuko had that kind of laugh too. Right. But like his laugh was more, arrogant. first of all, it was a talented voice actor. So he had that very, <laughs> it was, I don't know, it was very full. It wasn't like a, <clears throat> it was more of like a, <clears throat> like it was like a, yeah, it was yeah. like a child because they were young. They were kids. So but he was like Elliot 16. Was doing the best so he had like a childish laugh. He was like, <clears throat> all of you will feel it. I'm like, all of us will feel it. Sis, like, okay, calm down. Like, okay, chill. Like, what is it? Like, easy but with the I hate. Felt Thanos. Like, Elliot was like... trying to like emulate Prince Zuko, and that I really did. Like, he was bad at it. Good thing I didn't tell him that because again, he would have put me down. Yeah. Um. Either way, so he goes back in here, and so 
he he decides that it's written down. He's like, I will wage, I will arm myself with deadly weapons and wage a war against all women, all of them, sis. Okay, them. and the one. men they're attracted to, I will slaughter them like the animals they are, and this is it. So he uploads his his day of retribution video. His retribution it goes up, and if you think it was scheduled to go up a little bit after the shootings begin, like so. If I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking. Like, you see these YouTubers who always put, like, the video's uploading, guys. It's processing or whatever, refurbishing, whatever the word is that they use. I don't do YouTube. But, <laughs> and he, as it was going up, I feel like he left the house. Like, right. I feel like that's when it happens. And mm-hmm. now we reach the point that everyone's been waiting for because you guys are disgusting and just like me are into this stuff, the killings. And I was less interested in this. I'm so I'll do it. Yeah, like I was interested because in all this the is other stuff. because the best part of Elliot Rogers is the before. To be yeah, honest, right, like yeah, it really that's is. How I was in it because the spree. I, I think the spree was like what thirty minutes, if that. Like yeah. it was it, like that. Yeah. So it starts. The, the rampage really started with his housemates, so people who were sharing the uh, the house he rent or the apartment he rented, and so the two victims, engineering students, twenty year olds, uh, Chang Wan Hong and. Um, God, I'm sorry. Um, Weehan Wang, who was just a friend, mm-hmm. um, he, I don't know if he lived there. I think he was just visiting. Exactly. Were stabbed to death as, as well as 19 year old George Chen. Mm-hmm. Um, and little did they, like imagine like just him in his bedroom, like full of like full of fucking weapons. Like you're mm-hmm. sitting there doing your homework, playing video games. He was also angry with his housemates. His, his yeah, he had like accused one of stealing a candle. Right, like little ah. things. <laughs> and but also like they had started hanging out without him. Yeah, and that was something he thought again took as an affront. Like wow, there's something wrong with me. But friends do that all the time. I mean, also we do the same thing with our friends. Where we're like these two are hanging out. They didn't even ask me. Like <laughs> we get upset, but we don't internalize it and think I don't it's think like I do that anymore. I do sometimes. I mean, maybe when you're old. Well, some yeah, like no, this is sometimes. <laughs> maybe, maybe like maybe the college girls. But you like you think about it and you're like, I wouldn't go anyway. So it's right. Cool. Like I was like, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna cancel out on you. I was gonna flake you. <laughs> right, away, I was guys. gonna stay home with my PJs anyway. So it's cool. So after this, he leaves. After stabbing them to death, he leaves his home and he drives five blocks to the Alpha Phi sorority house. Now, he doesn't get into the house. Right. His intention was to go after all the girls in the sorority. He was the hottest sorority on campus. And he's banging on this door. Two minutes. Boom, 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 boom. They ain't having it. Think about this. Like, they hear him knocking. I wish they called the cops then. No, there was a a call. There was was a call. I don't Um, know. But it wasn't like, but he had stopped. I think it's like, hey, I think someone's trying to get in the house. Um, So he's banging on the door for two minutes, realized he's not going to get in. Um, and so that's what I'm saying. At 927, that first call was placed because they were afraid. Mm-hmm. So he moves on. So he leaves the door at the sorority house and he walks down the street and encounters a group, um, that, that includes, um, the Tri Delta. Yes. Sorority. So Veronica Weiss and Catherine Cooper. Um, so Alpha Fied, uh, watched from their windows as Elliot shot and killed the two, uh, U, uh, well, UCSB he, he students. Well, three of the girls. Right, yeah. One survived. I'm getting, survived I'm getting that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, and the other girl lives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he kills those two. But there's something specific there I want to say. Go ahead. The one that survived when she was speaking about it. Remember we talked about how he never, like, made eye contact, smiled, mm-hmm. and got people. He smiled at her, like, oh, like, trying to get her attention just trying just smiling this is, and, this is the break right like, this, this is, is where, where you, you yeah this is where you obviously like people said that he never made eye contact smiled and made it seem like he wanted to interact but now when he's about to shoot and kill somebody he makes eye contact and he but this smiles. is he also talks about how he's always felt like this supreme like consummated 
mm-hmm. powerful individual and how mm-hmm. he, when he bought his guns, he felt this intense sense of power. And so now he feels like he does, in fact, have control of their life and their death now. Right. He has control over but them. But this is, instead of making this eye contact and smiling before when you want right. to Right, now this is when you do it because you, you have no like choice. you feel like you have power and like, you have the gun exactly, and here, here you, it is. This, you have no choice but to kind of submit to me at this point. Right. And so he doesn't need to, he doesn't need to win you over. He has you. Right. And so I think that's where he is. Um, and then he travels three blocks um, to a deli on Pardo Road. Um, and it's, it's, you know, he gets out of the vehicle and he fires seven rounds into the deli. And one of them strikes a 20-year-old student, Christopher Martinez, mm-hmm. killing him. And at this point, uh, four patrol officers see him shot, like, shoot away in his black BMW. Mm-hmm. And so now, like, this is... <laughs> this is this is not a plan. Like this is this is not he planned. Plan. He planned to kill people, but be, I, I no. think the sorority house sorority was the stop. Messed them out because I think sorority was the main focus. Right. He had ramped up, and now he's got this energy. He needs like now he's just unleashing. So now he's just unleashing all over the community. The th- the cops that were there, um, I think one of them get did get him like in the hip or the st- like. No, not the, quite yet. Though. Was it later on? Later on. No, he's driving. He fires two rounds at random civilians. He's just oh, going yeah, out, the out girls of his. That were walking. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, so much. He does it really so is. much in this little time. And so he turns south um, on a road that I cannot pronounce. And then he brandishes a gun. He shows the gun to somebody to freak her out, but doesn't shoot at her. Mm-hmm. He, again, this is a power trip that mm-hmm. he's on. And then as he sees this, a sheriff starts firing at him. Yes. And so he shoots back, you know, because the sheriff is on foot, like walking or you know, patrolling because it's a talent's town. It's what you do. Mm-hmm. He fires at him. He shoots back. Um, and he turns around another corner in Del Playa and strikes a bicyclist. This is where he mm-hmm. starts. So he's now he's ramming people with his car. This is again ramping up out of yeah, control, like, which low key is kind of lit. If this was like a, a movie, a video game, or a well, video game, I don't want to like, but a movie. I'm thinking like this was like an actual. Uh, it thing. reminds me of like Grand Theft Auto, like. Oh, it really is. Yeah. He so he goes, he flies through an intersection and fires at, multiple times at a group of pedestrians. Three of that, uh, in that group get hit. Mm-hmm. And then he continues around on Sabato Tarde and shoots another victim. So he's just, again, no, no plans, Mm-mm. no kind of logistics involved. He's just going where he got. Now, also at this point, the police are being called. People are down. Mm-hmm. They're looking for this black BMW. So he, they're starting to close him into an area. And he says he's circling around the same areas now. And at 933, he had gone east and he made contact with four officers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he began firing at them. Three of them started shooting back and then one of them struck him in the hip. Right. So he goes back, he turns down onto um, Embarcadero, this is one I didn't want to say before, mm-hmm. um, accelerates, hits another bicyclist, um, and he flew onto the car and smashed the windshield of Elliot's BMW, causing him to lose vision, like visual of the road, and he crashes into some parked cars. And so at this point is when Elliot realizes that his spree is done, that you know he is caught, and he turns the gun on himself and shoots himself in the head. And this ends with the, the deputies um, pulling him out of the car, um, handcuffing him. Handcuffing him, him yeah. Um, which is, I always wondered why that was a thing. Like, just in case. I mean, just, I mean, just in case he's a zombie. No, just in um, case he's still, I mean, even though it was a shot to the head, people have survived shots to the you're head. Very, that's very true. Yeah. Um, and this spree, this spree, and it didn't last very long. Again, it was about eight minutes, ten minutes. Um, the spree left 14 people injured mm-hmm. and seven dead, including our Supreme Gentleman himself. <laughs> Elliot Roger and this is where it ends like yeah, as far it. as the story of Elliot Rogers now the story of uh Chang and Wang um I'm oh, sorry Wong too um huh Wong <laughs> sorry 
um, like these people who lost their lives. We, there were so many news, uh, news videos and articles and interviews of the victims, of the people who were caught in the crossfire but didn't, weren't hit, who are traumatized. Right. So many people still reeling. There's so many, um, interviews with the parents mm-hmm. of people who, of the, of the victims. And it's like, obviously this trauma doesn't end with Elliot Roger. And yeah. yes, it is on his parents to kind of rectify and reconcile those things with themselves mm-hmm. as to how, where they fell short. And there are a lot of periods in this where they hadn't fallen short. There are a lot of, you know, where they did the right that, thing. Right. A lot of victims' but, families, a question like, could this have been stopped? Um, there was a question about the manifesto. Again, the time that the manifesto so was seen out. wasn't by everyone. It's 140 it pages. It's yeah. also an email. You would have to start at the last few pages to realize. Right. Like I said, I made it up to page 70 and I was like, oh, okay. If, <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're de- but this is the thing too. Like if my, if my sister emails me, like I'm more apt to look at it because I'm not used to being emailed, but he, it, Email was a, a constant form of uh, communication for Elliot. It wasn't family, like, yeah, it wasn't nor, it wasn't, it wasn't odd for him to send an email. So if right. you send an email, I'll get to it in 10 minutes. Like, right. if it was important, he'd call me, you know, like, so, like, you, you might ignore it. There's a lot of things that got missed here. And, you know, it's just, Elliot Roger, yeah, and like, the, uh, he's such a douchebag. Yes. But it's one, it's just really one of those, um, one of those instances where you feel like everything really everything, needs to be. Right. I mean, it's, I think it, what it is though, at the end of the day, it's easier as an outsider to look at the whole story and be like, holy shit, this could have been probably prevented. If there was more care, if more people paid attention to his earlier life, it's, it's easier to do that than when you're actually living in it. But what we need to do now when we have stories like this, and it makes me sad that the YouTube videos were taken down because I know there's like respect for victims and stuff like that. They probably don't want to see the video of the guy that murdered them. But right. maybe there needs to be a special website about like, you know, all this stuff that needs to sit there oh, so there people can go, uh, <laughs> of course. But like something that people know about where people could look at these behaviors and see them and say, well, I know somebody like that. Maybe I should worry about how they're doing. Oh yeah. The conversation goes a lot deeper. It, it, it always touches on, you know, Adequate, adequate care, adequate uh, therapy, counseling, um, combinations of that and medication. It goes into parents being being involved. It goes into teachers. Oh, Unfortunately, absolutely. I know teachers are, over, especially 2018, teachers are overworked and underpaid <laughs> and have to deal with a lot. But it has to. Sometimes it's just a phone call home. Like you know what, you know, so and so seems really detached lately. Um, and that's what his thing. Like he was so detached from the world and from people that he showed no concern for them. Right. whatsoever mm-hmm. there are so many parts of this where elliot um elliot could have gotten help and elliot should have gotten help and he didn't um even if it and sometimes protecting the protecting yourself means ice like being you know kind of institutionalized sometimes that means being you need inpatient treatments uh and him being sent away to a treatment center for a little bit might have helped could've like helped, yeah. there's so many things about this and but there's also the aspect of fame like his father was a famous per, quote unquote famous director mm-hmm. so if your son gets take goes into in, some kind of intake you know that's going to be something that gets put out there i mean i, mean, I would now, rather it be that, that than my son happened. killed seven right people. i think now after i think after um hunger games that was it for his career it's right. it's hard to like, be employed yeah. yeah i mean i'm sure the money is there i'm sure he's done some many jobs because yeah. just because his name and his resume but mm-hmm. Like it's gonna be real. It's hard to really come back from that. The fact that you're the father mm-hmm. of of a murderer, mm-hmm. like, and not only that, but you, you're in the spotlight. Yeah. So there's a lot, but that's Elliot Roger, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, man, Oof. it's a lot. Yeah, it really was you, a lot. You gave me a doozy. 
I for my wait. vacation. You you gave me work. You gave I me, know. You gave yeah. me thought. You gave me process. You gave me, you know, mental illness. You gave me affluenza. You gave me all of it. Yeah, so money makes you do wild things, man. Don't let me get rich. <laughs> you know, I won't kill not. anybody, but I will be the guy who walks around in, like, robes and shit all day. Like, so is he dressed? And like, nah, for what? <laughs> Be the I guy just, I own a giraffe I just because people with mental illness that do that. So I don't know. <laughs> I might. Hey, I I manage depression. You don't need the, you like don't need, I've I've got some things going on, but you, I but you don't need to be rich to be walking around in your robes. Is what I I'm can saying. do it now. Yes, but you like, can. Who has time? <laughs> I need to be out in public with a robe. I don't look. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so also, guys, we've had some some talks about. Um, people, you want more of us? Unfortunately, I don't know why, <laughs> but like I I appreciate it. And I've, we've gotten several tweets and Facebook messages saying, you know, I, it sucks that this is only two time. This is like, you know, bi-weekly. So we've decided to listen. <laughs> and so we've decided to start a little mini series in between episodes called Welfare Checks. And we're going to do little, we're going to do little studies or little uh, profiles on people who have been found um, dead after many years or yes. people who have gone missing, missing, open case files and things like that. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really exciting. I'm so really... send your suggestions, definitely, right. because y'all want more of us. Send us your suggestions. Right. If you want us to work. What do you want to hear? Teamwork makes a dream work. Send us some, <laughs> send us something in. We'll, we'll have, we've already got a few lined up, but yeah. like send us those things. If you have cases that you want us to talk about or if you have any, even in your own town cases of, um, even if it doesn't have to be murder. It could be like hauntings. extensive abuse, haunting, things like hauntings. that that are close to you that you want to hear our take on. Mm-hmm. Email us at what did you do pod at gmail.com. Tweet us, DM us on, on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook message us. We have people that do that all the time. Yes, and so we adore it. I, yeah, I, I, I respond. I live on the timeline. So there's, and everyone can attest that if you tweet me, I will tweet you back. I occasionally visit the timeline. So you'll see me around. Dee's terrible at it, but I'm good at it. I'm so afraid of Twitter. Love me more is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, so D, speaking of timelines, where can people find you on it? Y'all can find me at D underscore L-I-G-H-T for on Twitter and Instagram. Um, right now, my Twitter is a little bit private because I'm interviewing, so you know what I'm saying. You know yeah, what? you won't find her there. But you can find <laughs> me on Twitter because I have nothing to hide. So you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. It's at Charnel B. It's C-H-A-R-N-E-I-L-B. You can also find the podcast on Twitter at What Did You Do Pod and on Instagram with the same name. Uh, like us on Facebook, you know, www.facebook.com backslash What Did You Do Podcast. We're starting a form. We want to start the form, right? Oh, it's um, not fully fleshed out, so I don't want to give any details well, like, yet. But the idea of a form to give you guys. Maybe some, they could give us ideas of names. Right. Names for a form. So that yeah. way you can. What do you want it. to be called? You you well, guys love us. You listen to us. What do you want uh, to be yeah, called? Yeah, we'll figure that out. I don't <laughs> know if we, we want to call you guys anything, but we want to be able to. <laughs> I hate. I hate doing that but it's what <laughs> we talked about but it's one of those um you know we, we want to be able to have you um be able to you know communicate with each other and really right. build a community around this because one of the things as social workers as people who do community work we really care about building and fostering relationships and i think the true crime community is one of those places but where this people is like really... special though let's not only say true crime but like true crime mental health this is a combo with this podcast well there's I a lot there's a lot of things i think true crime and as we our first case you guys can tell um, that a lot of lines intersect in the right. crime and also into punishment. Like we're talking about, like, so mm-hmm. like a lot of things go into it. And me and D are those people who are interact with all those lines all the time. Yes. And so we want to be able to have those conversations with you guys. And so yeah, we'll, we're gonna make it for them. We'll name it some way. Send send us some suggestions. Tweet us. Yeah. Uh, Facebook us. But other than that, guys, um, we'll see you in about a week's time with our first welfare check, and then we'll see you yeah. in two weeks with our next case. So. 
please um, stay out of AOL chat rooms. Don't um, <laughs> bleach your hair blonde. I mean, do I mean if it's a again, it's a white gay rite of passage. It just happens <laughs> every time. Every white gay person I know has gone blonde except for one, and that's be my best safe life. when you're driving and um, YouTubing at the same time. That probably shouldn't happen either. I mean, because I, I thought about this. Like he you, was in his car, like YouTubing, for, like for real. Like, are you paying attention to real? That's that's every YouTuber now. So what you want to <laughs> do also just make sure you uh, make sure you listen to Whitney Houston's "How Will I Know" if, if you're ever gonna try to get yourself in a good mood. He was on the right track, just failed. So bye guys. <laughs>